0: Seat. find you a seat somewhere, come on, how are y'all doing today, I'm gonna, I'll try it again, how are y'all doing today, how are you doing, you good, specifically you, you, you good, I'm glad, <laughs> so good, uh, glad to have Grace and Davey back, the hackett's yeah y'all still married good good we did a good i double knotted that thing so i'm glad glad y'all are here today well are you ready for the word this morning now i know y'all are y'all are here at the nine i'm talking to the rest of y'all are you ready for the word this morning now, I'm going to remind you of that, okay? If it gets quiet and y'all start throwing stuff at me, I'm going to remind you. You said you were ready for the word this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I preached about the miracle where Jesus fed the 5,000 with a few fish and loaves of bread. If you're not here, I'd recommend you going back and listening to that message. All of our messages are, are online. At thehillsnashville.com uh, slash listen. You can go listen to those at, at any time. I'd recommend you doing that where we talk about this miracle. I wanna, I wanna just re engage on that for just a little bit today. Uh, John 6 and 11. <clears throat> then Jesus then took the loaves. So the backstory on this is that a multitude, a crowd is following Jesus, and they're out in the middle of nowhere, and they start getting hungry. And uh, the disciples like, "What are we going to do?" And Jesus said, "Find them something to eat." And they, don't you love that? You're asking him, and he's telling you what to do. Uh, and they said, "Lord, it would take half a year's salary for us to feed all these people. And where would we find anything out here in the middle of nowhere?" And he said, "What do you have?" And uh, they said, "Well, we have this little boy that's got some some fish and some bread." Jesus said, bring it to me. And this is where we pick up. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed it to those who seated as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and they filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. How many of y'all like you some leftovers? Come on, do you like it? I've marinated for a little bit. Mmm, good stuff. Well, the next day, these crowds that have been a part of this miracle, they go find Jesus again. They search him out, they find him, and they show up. And John six twenty six says this, Then Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, You are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. In other words, he looks at this crowd that's following him and said, the only reason you're here again is because I gave you a free lunch. That's why you're here. And then Jesus takes it further. I asked this a couple weeks ago. How many of you have that one friend or family member that always takes things too far? Raise your hand. You know they—they they tell the joke they shouldn't tell in mixed company. They bring up the subject you shouldn't bring up at the dinner table. Raise your hand if you raise your hand if you're sitting beside that person right now. <laughs> okay, raise your hand if you are that person right now. Ah, oh, I got you. Look at the world changers we got in this place today. Let's go. So, Jesus is that guy. I don't know if you know that, but he is the guy. So here they show up, whereas most (laughs) preachers, you know, we're happy if anybody follows us. I'm so glad y'all showed up today, you know, but Jesus wasn't that way. They show up and he goes, you're only here because I fed you. And then he takes it even further. He said, you showed up so that I would feed you again. But look what he says in verse 53. Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh, of the Son of Man, and drink His blood, you have no life in you. How many would agree that's a lot further than they really wanted to go? Man, I just came for some catfish, bro. And now you tell them i got to eat your flesh? Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up in the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Here's what Jesus was saying. I'm not here for you just to enjoy me. I'm not here to be a cosmic Santa Claus. That all I do is just give, 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 give. And that's the only reason that you are here. I want to talk to us today. How many will let me be your pastor this morning? The rest of y'all? No? Just leave and go to Shoney's right now, okay? Come on. How many will let me pastor you today? One, two, three, four... Five, six, seven. Okay, we're good. All right, just had seven. That's all I need. I want you to hear it, okay? I, I want you to lean in and let me speak to you today. Because here's what I think. I think God wants to get some of you unstuck today. Some of you have been spinning your wheels. and You feel like stuck in your relationship with God, in your relationship with others, in your career. You just feel like, ugh. We all hit those moments. I feel like today is one of those days that God comes along with a word and just goes, Like that, all right? Just snap out of it, all right? Let's go. Let's get unstuck. In this society that we have, that everything is convenient and everything is for our enjoyment and we get instant gratification. And the studies say that when you get a like on social media, it's a boost of dopamine. It's like it's like taking a drug. You get a little. That's why you can't you get you have to scroll through it. And it it happens. It's this instant gratification. And what do you want to eat? It's anywhere you want. Everything is easy for us, and it's there for our enjoyment. And I feel like in many ways that has crept into the church. That we, a lot of us, are in a relationship with Jesus where we're just in it for what we get out of it. And that's not why Jesus came. Jesus Christ did not leave heaven and come live for 33 years As a man, sinless life, and then be massacred like an animal for you and I just to get what we want out of him. And so what he was saying to these followers is you're here because of what I give you, but there's a part of me that you have not even received yet. I don't want to just be with you. I want to be in you. So that's what he was saying is, you want what I give you, I want to be inside of you. Because I know if I can get inside of you, then I can transform who you are. You do know that Jesus' mission is not just to make you a better you, right? His mission is to make us more like him. Everybody say transformation. I want to ask you today, what is your level? What is the level of your relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you following him for the fishes and loaves? I don't want you to hear guilt today. I want you to hear conviction of the Holy Spirit today. I want God to convict some of us that are in a place now that we're following Jesus, but it's really because of what He does for us. The benefits of the Christian life. And how many would agree that the, the benefits of the Christian life are amazing? Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, well, what if, you, what if it's not real? What if you get to heaven? And, and what if you, it was all a lie? And I'm like... I love the life I'm living right now. Like this is the best life you could ever live right here, right now because of everything that God does. But if that's the extent of my relationship with God, that I'm only in it because of salvation and freedom and grace and joy and peace Those are the things we sing about and talk about and preach about. But if that's the only reason I'm here is to get those benefits, then I am missing out on what God really has for my life. Because there is a big difference in enjoyment and engagement. Write that one down. If your neighbor's not writing it down, ask them, why are you not writing this down? There is a big difference in enjoyment and engagement. Remember a while ago and I told you I was going to remind you, you said you're ready for the word? This is when I would remind you of that, all right? So come on, lean in with me. Help me out, all right? There's a big difference in enjoying and engaging. I want to talk to the hills for just a moment. I want to have a little family talk, okay? All of our guests, we're glad you're here, but I want to talk to the hills. How many of y'all know what them family talks are all about, huh? You know, when mom says, hey, let's talk as a family, that's cool, right? When dad says, hey, let's talk as a family. How I many like, oh, dear Lord, here we go. So look at your neighbor and say, let's have a little family talk, all right? What, y'all don't like each other? Look at your neighbor and say, let's have a little family talk, all right? I want you to look. I want to talk about our growth trend over the past three years at the Hills, We have grown, in three years, we have tripled. We have grown 163% in three years. That's amazing. How many would take that in any other area of your life, right? Just my bicep was here, and then it's 163%, all right? Your money, your bank account, that's that's an incredible. God has truly blessed us that we have tripled in three years. We've grown by 163%, and we've celebrated that, and we still celebrate that. However, we have not seen the same level in engagement as we have in attendance. And I want to talk to you for just a moment. Giving, while we have tripled in attendance, in giving, we have only doubled. So our attendance has tripled, our giving has not. Now let me talk about serving. Serving has actually declined. So as a church... We have fewer people serving today than we did three years ago, and yet we've tripled in attendance. Here's my concern. That is not sustainable. I hear one yell yeah right over there. That's not sustainable. So hear me as a pastor today, not as a business owner, as a pastor, because I'm not telling you this because we need you to serve. We need you to give. I'm telling you this because you need this in your life. It's going to help get you unstuck. It's going to make you less greedy and less about... I'm looking at y'all, but they're amanning, okay? It's going to make you... That's what this is about. It's about me as a pastor telling you that there's more to Jesus than just showing up and enjoying the coffee and enjoying the music and the fabulous preaching that you hear every single Sunday. (laughs) and having a parking place and having a chair set up, that is the enjoyment of it. I want to encourage you today to get unstuck and get engaged. So what you see now is you see the people that are faithfully giving and the people that are faithfully serving are now pulling a whole bunch that are not faithfully giving and are not faithfully serving. I want us to get unstuck today. If the engagement does not match the attendance, then we're not really growing, we're swelling. And how many know there's a big difference in growth and swelling? (laughs) Swelling is not healthy. Now, I tell you, I've had this message on my heart for what? A month and a half, Casey and Kristen, uh, we've talked about this message for a long time. And I just kept putting it off and I kept putting it off and I kept putting it off until the past several weeks the Holy Spirit said, No, you're doing a disservice by not helping people get unstuck. I want to help you get unstuck today. Hills, listen to me. It is time for us to engage. Listen to me, it is time for us to engage. We've had a blast, we've enjoyed it, and we're still going to have a blast. We're going to laugh a lot, we're going to cry a lot, we're going to see great things, but it's time for us to step up and engage. Because God has more for you than just fishes and loaves. God wants to do revelation miracles in your life. And I know that many of you have already been feeling this. I can see it as I'm speaking right now. Your eyes are lighting up. You're nodding your head. I can see what's going on. You know why? Because we're a body of believers. And so God's not going to have me preach something that he's not preparing your heart for. You have probably, Some of you have been at man, I need to serve more. I need to give. No, don't do that. It ain't guilt. It's about something we get to do. We get to be a part of this. And then as we've been feeling this over the past month and a half, I've talked to our leaders, I've talked to our, our oversight team about it and to deliver this word today. And then all of a sudden, the Lord sends Dr. Mike Hayes last week with a word from God. That, and that's what uh, Pastor Hayes serves on our apostolic oversight board. And that's what... An apostolic ministry does. They establish, they confirm, and they set in motion. Last Sunday was one of those Sundays where there was an impartation that happened in our church. And there was a prophetic moment that took place at our noon service. Those, Some of you were at our noon service. There was a moment that took place at the end of that service that if you weren't here, you missed out on impartation. I've been telling you all to come to 12. I told you all to come to noon. But you know what? I just read that Jesus said, pick up the leftover baskets. You know why I believe Jesus said, pick up the leftover baskets? Because he knew that there were people that couldn't make it to the miracle, and he didn't want them to miss out on it. And so you know what? We got a leftover basket for you today. We recorded this moment at 12 noon. I want you to direct your attention and engage in this video for just a moment, all right?
1: I want to know how many of you will stretch your hand this way and enter a covenant with us. A covenant is a two-way agreement to say, here's what we agree, that we're going to raise up a church that's so committed to the vision of God, and the purpose of God, that the giving has been wonderful till now. We're thankful for everything everybody's doing, but that we're going to see a 50% increase in the giving and the increase in the income of this house so that we can do what God's called us to do. Because listen... I'm sorry to make this sound so earthy or carnal, but let's not ever let a lack of money be a reason for failing to do the will of God. That's That that can't be. There is more than enough resource. The, the devil is wasting more money on foolishness than we're spending on building the kingdom. So let's don't let a lack of resource ever be a reason for not fulfilling the will of God. So John and Kristen, Kathy and I, and this church... Enter a sacred covenant with you right now that from this day forward, there's going to be a an outpouring, a springing forth of resource without limit so that we're going to see increase. And I, I hesitate to even put a percentage on it because it's so far beyond that. It's not about percentages. It's not about finance. It's about It's about anointing and about release and about direction. And, Father, if you'll let me, in the middle of this prophecy, interject a personal prayer. And I'm asking you, Lord, in this great city of Nashville, that you will begin to redirect lost Christians who are wasting their time, wandering with no church and no loyalties and don't know where to invest themselves, to come and invest themselves in a church that's going somewhere and doing something for God. Draw them from the north and the south and the east and the west, as well as unsaved people but draw wandering sheep who are looking for a place to cast anchor and, and, and help to build something great. And John, you and Kristen are going to build a great church. You're already building a great church. The Hills is already one of the great churches in America. And God has a red X marked on lands and buildings and places that he's going to give you. And God says, because you've done what you can, then I'm going to do what I must to fulfill everything I've called you to do. And so John here, and we we take hands together, and Kristen and Kathy take hands together, and we just look right at you, and we enter this covenant today, and we're not coming out of this agreement until we hear good news and good news and good news about what God's promised to do. Because He's God, and He's going to do that we believe in you guys and for us I know there's great churches but for us you guys are the lighthouse of this Nashville area and a voice from the Lord and God has called you yeah, and you're raising up a generation that is so ready to do something that means something to make a difference so we love you we believe in you don't ever lose that seed of life that God has put in you just say stuff man say stuff do stuff be stuff And all of you that have your hands stretched this way, are you in agreement with us? Can we see this happen? Let's give the Lord a great hand clap today. Come on. Come
0: on. Amen. Amen. Now, what you have to understand is that's not some guy that we just showed showed up on stage and started blabbing stuff. This is the gentleman that saw that God was calling us to plant a church in Nashville and wrote a check for $150,000 for us to plant the church. We took 70,000 of that and bought the gear and did everything we needed to do and the other 70 we put into a savings account and that became the beginning of our vision fund which allowed us to purchase the theater that we purchased. So this is not a gentleman that just shows up and just just blabs stuff off. This is an apostolic prophetic moment that confirms what we've been feeling and what you've been feeling. When God's been dealing with you about getting into his word more. How many have been having that lately? God's been getting, dealing with you about praying more and maybe f- going on a fast or inviting more people to church. Serving or giving or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden God sends along one of our overseers. I've got a message I've been wanting to deliver. You see how it all just starts clicking together? It's because God wants us to move into everything that God has for us. So I want to tell you what stood out to me as much as anything on that video. And in that moment, when he said, this is one of the great churches in America. Inside, I kind of did what Sarah did. Remember when Sarah laughed, when God said, you're going to have a child, and she kind of snickered? That's what I did. I kind of said, yeah, okay, okay. Because Pastor Hayes pastors thousands and thousands of people and literally left our church last week to go to Lakewood in Houston to go speak there. And I'm kind of giggling in my heart. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just dealt with me. Because great doesn't necessarily mean great big. It means great. I don't know about you, but I want to be a church that's doing great things. That's doing good things. It's making an impact in our city, in our state, and in our nation. How about you? I mean, I like the good coffee. I like seeing y'all, but I want to make a difference. I want to be a part of a great church. And so to do that, it's going to take each of us allowing church to become great in our life. To be a great church, you've got to see church as great. What does that mean? It needs to be bigger to some of you than it is right now. It needs to be a priority in your life. So here's what I'm praying. I'm believing for 2018. I'm not not even waiting to 2019, all right? I'm believing for 2018 that every single member of the Hills is going to get a fire about attending church. Like a fire about being at church. Being here. Are y'all, y'all the only ones? Amen. I thank you so much. All right. About saying this is important to me and my family that we be at church and not just be at church. Be early. Be early. Sit up front. Park in the back. Attend the 12 noon service. Let's do it. I want it to be weird when you miss church. Do you know the average Christian goes to church once a month? The average Christian in America attends church once a month. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God you're not average. <laughs> Let me tell you why it's important. Let me tell you why it's important. Last week, uh, Dr. Hayes said this. He said the hills is one of those places that has a seat of life in it and anything is liable to happen at any time. I'm believing we're going to see miracles happen while the offering's taken up. I'm believing we're going to see people instantly delivered, set free from depression and addiction. I'm believing that stuff is going to start happening while people are out drinking coffee. You don't want to miss that. Be at church, all right? But secondly, let's not just be attenders. Let's be engagers. Let's be engaged. So here's my prayer. This is what I'm believing for. As your pastor, I'm believing over the next several weeks and months, that every member is going to become a bringer. That you're going to wake up in the morning and start thinking about, man, who could I get to church with me this Sunday? Get you some invite cards and put them in your, put them in your wallet and put them in your purse and begin to pray, God, lead me to that person. Everybody be a bringer. The next thing I'm praying is that every member at the hills would find their spot to serve. Now listen to me, every single person would find their spot to serve, and we have one for you. There is a U-shaped spot that is just waiting. There is a, there is a place of service that just looks just like you. And if we don't have it right now, we will carve one out, baby, okay? Okay. And some of you are saying, well, I just don't know. Look, you're a world changer. If you want something to happen, you're going to make it happen. So I want you to allow church to become great in your life. Here's what we encourage you to do. We encourage you to worship one and serve one. Well, I don't want to miss out on the preaching. You don't have to miss out on the preaching. You can take care of babies and lead kids in worship and take care of these children and then be here for the next service and engage in worship. Oh, man, that's a long day. Come on, it ain't too long. We can do this. And if we don't have something listed for you, I can tell you what you can do. You can show up here at 6 a.m. and help these guys set this thing up. Oh, yeah, my man, in the back. <laughs> or maybe you can't set it up, but you could provide breakfast for those guys. Or maybe you could come by our house on Wednesday night and provide food for the youth. That we feed every single Wednesday night at our home or connect with middle school or help park a car or help seat someone. See how easy that is? And I'm going to tell you what it does. It allows you once you start engaging in that, then you see that scripture that says those that are planted in the house of God will flourish in the courts of our God. You want to get unstuck? The best way to do that is start serving somewhere else for something else. Every member finding their spot to serve. If you don't know how to do that, we have Hill's Intro. Go through Hill's Intro. But if you want to do it today, all of our leaders over all these groups are going to be at our Next Steps area. Walk up to them and go, I want to serve. Help me find a place, and they're going to do it. Next, I want every member of the Hills to be engaged in a gathering, in a small group, connected, flourishing, in community where you can have people that are helping you move in your faith authentically. Next, I'm praying. Are y'all still with me? I'm almost done. Stay with me, all right? I know I'm no Mike Hayes, but just stay with me for just a minute. I'm praying that every member at the hills would commit to tithing. I'm believing. Pastor Hayes sent me a text this morning, and he said, I'm praying with you today, that word that we spoke last week, a 50% increase in tithing and giving at the hills. I want to encourage every single member at the hills to, to commit to tithing, not sporadic giving, tithing. first fruits. of your income. If you want to know the miracles that can happen in your life, go talk to Tracy Bond. Just say, Tracy, I need a little bit of time with you and listen to the miracles that will happen in your life just from doing that one thing. Putting God first, and then you watch God take care of the rest of it. Amen? Sorry for calling you out, Tracy, but that's just the way it is. All right. (laughs) 10%. And then watch generosity start happening in your life because tithing isn't generous. You know that, right? Tithing's not generous. That's the first fruits. That's what God tells us to do. Generosity happens on top of that. Somebody say, come on, pastor. Keep bringing it today. Some of y'all didn't say it. That's okay. Listen, please hear this. I want you to hear me today. I'm not a business owner. I'm a pastor. I'm not saying this because we need you to help us. I'm not saying this because we need you to give money to help us. God's already proven He's going to take care of it. I want to help you today. I want to help us today get out of an enjoyment culture and move into an engagement culture. Amen. This needs to be your church, right? Yes. Attendance and engagement. The greatest thing that you can do in your life is to be engaged. In your marriage, in your job, with your kids, engagement. It's not about just being there. <laughs> How many of you men know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm sitting here with you. <laughs> You're not with me. Uh huh. But, baby, I got ADD. No, you got ADDDDDDDDDDD. That's what she says to me. <laughs> Engaged. If you want to reap the benefits and the fruit, here's what I'll tell you. If your relationship with Jesus is just about enjoyment, you're missing out on abundance that God has for you. But if you will move into engagement, you're going to find so much enjoyment. Just get it right. Get, put him first. Make him big in your life. Make him great in your life. And when you do that, when you make God and church and God's people great in your life, you're going to see God start doing great things in your life. Come on, how many receive this word today? You receive it? Come on now. Come on. Look at me. Let Jesus be bigger in your life. Let him be bigger in your life. No matter what he is to you right now, make him a bigger part of your life. And when you do that, you're going to watch him do bigger things in your life. How many need a miracle in your life? Raise your hand. You need God to do something in your life. Or a neighbor's life or a family member's life. Come on, I'm just looking for hands to go up right now. Because if you don't want a miracle, I'll take yours, okay? i got a couple I'd like to have happen in my life right now. you got a miracle in your life. I'm believing that for you. I'm believing that God's gonna perform a miracle in your life. I'm believing for healing, for direction, for deliverance, for salvation. I'm believing for that. And here's what I love about Jesus. He didn't make them prove anything before he fed them. He didn't he didn't say, Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay your tithes and you know, you got you to serve in the cleanup crew before I'm going to give you fish. No, he feeds us freely. What he was trying to get them to know is this is not about the fishes and the loaves. It's about me. Me. God wants nothing more than a relationship with you. That's what he wants. He moves heaven and earth just to have a relationship with you. And he doesn't want one of, here you go, Thank you, Jesus, and I'm going to move on. He wants to be inside of you. He wants to transform you. So what is your relationship with Jesus like? Are you a believer? Have you ever confessed Him as your Lord and Savior? We're going to give you an opportunity in just a moment to do that. Or maybe you are a believer, but it's not fresh like it needs to be. You're not all in, and today you want to make that commitment. Let me ask you this. Are you a believer, but have you been converted? I'm talking about conversion. Well, I thought believing was enough. No, it's it's not. It's It's good. That's a great first step. But the demons believe in God. You know, that's, that's like, come on. I don't know about you, but I want to be more than a demon. All right, I want to move on into something else. That's where conversion starts happening. Maybe you've been converted, but let me ask you this. Are you being transformed? Are you more like Jesus today than you were last year? Because you know he's not out here. He's not doing what he's doing just to make you a better you, right? He wants to make you more like him. And that's what transformation is about. It's where we go from glory to glory and glory. And you start seeing more of his attributes on you and his attitude. Less your attitude and more his attitude. Less of your pride and more of his humility. Does that make sense? And the fruit of the Spirit becomes a part of your life. Have you asked him to baptize you with the Holy Spirit? Have you asked him to fill you to overflow with the Holy Spirit? Now that's a long way right there, isn't it? From, I believe, to over here. it just flowing out of you and bubbling out of you. Come on, do not be a person that just wants Him for what He can give you. Be a person that wants everything that He has for you today. Close your eyes. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, your presence is is so near to us. And I know it's because you're moving on people right now. There are people in this room that all it's going to take is a commitment. All right, listen to me. I feel the, man, I feel the Lord. Listen carefully what I'm about to say. There's people in this room right now that all it's going to take is for you to make a commitment and God is going to open up the windows of heaven in your life. Just a commitment to say, all right, I'm tired of being in this for me. I'm ready. I'm ready to engage. If that's you today, if you're ready to engage with Jesus and engage in his church and not just be there for what you can get out of it, but be someone that is here because of everything Jesus wants to pour into you. Would you raise your hand and say, that's me, I'm ready. I'm ready today. Whatever that means, serving, giving, bringing, sharing, loving, worshiping. Thank you, Jesus. All right, put your hand up. That's encouraging as a pastor to see those hands going up all over this room. Now listen, just keep your eyes closed. But I can hear right now, some of you are having this doubting thing on you. Well, I don't have that talent or that ability or, or that gift. Look, you've got what you've got because God gave it to you. Commit it to the kingdom and watch God do great things through it. I want to give you a chance today to make a fresh start with Jesus. If you've never confessed Him as your Lord or if you want to you you redo today, <laughs> you want to do over you want to commit your life to him. You may have been a believer, but you're ready to be converted today. You're ready to become a true a true follower of Jesus. If that's you today, with no one looking around, just as a sign of obedience and a sign of belief, would you raise your hand up really high? I want to make a fresh start with Jesus. That's awesome. That's Come on, really high. Keep it up all over the room. Man, that's encouraging. That's encouraging. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's stand. Thank you, Lord. I have you close your eyes because I want people to feel free, but man, I wish you could see what I see. There are people standing right beside you that are about to make an eternal declaration for Jesus Christ. Come on! Yeah, let's go! Oh, oh, Oh. You know, that wouldn't happen if someone wasn't here to set the chair out and get the coffee in the parking place and write the check. wouldn't happen. And the reason God has given us our own venue is so we can grow, we can expand, and not do it just on Sunday. We're going to wear that building out seven days a week. Amen? Raise your hand up high. Man, this is a good-looking crew today pray with me say Lord Jesus thank you for your word thank you for your spirit forgive me of being me today I make this about you this is your world I'm just living in it so I give you all that I have the good the bad and the nasty take it do great things I'm expecting miracles In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for being my Lord and Savior. Take a deep breath and shout amen today. Come on, amen.